Welcome to the Everyday Athlete Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Jen Graves, and I'm thrilled to embark on this fitness journey with all of you. Whether you're a seasoned athlete or just starting out, this podcast is for anyone who's passionate about health, fitness, and living their best life. This is episode 22 of the Everyday Athletes Podcast. Today, we're going to be going over how to know what exercises to use in your program. This is a topic that people usually struggle with just because they aren't sure what exactly they should be doing or even know where to start. I am here to help you learn how to know what exercises to do or how to figure out which ones to use in your training program. First, I would like to go over some lifts that I believe everyone should be doing in their programs no matter what their goals are because they are what we call big body lifts or compound lifts, which means they're multi-joint lifts. Now, these help build overall strength in the body. They are also the best list for functional living or everyday life and can help not only prevent age-related decline, but also promote athleticism. So unless you have some contraindications to these lifts like past injuries, I fully believe that you should be doing at least some version of these lifts. So the lifts are squat, deadlift, bench press or overhead press, pull-up or rows, and then some carry of some sort, whether it's a farmer's carry, a suitcase carry, or whatever that may be. These are the basic big lifts that most all other lifts are focused around. Now, there are many different ways to do each one, but performing the standard basic lift of each, each of these, I believe, is necessary for every person. Now, the hard part is finding what variations you need to be doing of these lifts or what extra stuff you specifically need to be doing within your training. So let's dive in and figure out exactly what exercises you need to be doing to reach your desired results. Right from the start, you need to know your goals. If you don't have goals, then you need to define some. You could have goals to get stronger or maybe it is to compete in some event. Maybe it's losing weight or you want to just have a healthy lifestyle. Maybe it's to improve your vertical jump or mile time. Whatever it is, make sure to define it. And if you have listened to my last episode um, at the end of 2023, we talked about making SMART goals or S-M-A-R-T goals. So go give that podcast a listen to if you haven't already so that you can create specific goals that can be measured and help motivate you to continue on and get better every single day. Now, once you have your goal, you need to assess where you are currently at in your fitness level because that will determine what exercises you select for your workouts. If you are a novice at lifting and you want your legs to be stronger, but you have never squatted a day in your life, then you aren't going to start off with a barbell overhead squat. That would make absolutely no sense and you're setting yourself up for failure or worse, an injury. You'd want to start small with something like a goblet squat, a box squat, or an air squat and see what felt too easy, too hard, or what felt just right. Then as time goes on and you get stronger and have a better mind-muscle connection, then you can move to harder exercises like a back squat, a front squat, split squats, barbell overhead squats, etc. So you have to be extremely honest with yourself and consider where you are at right now in your overall fitness level. Another thing you want to take into consideration before you start choosing exercises is your training split. 
How many days a week are you working out? And what are you working out each day? People really overcomplicate this, but for the most part, a simple three time a week working um, your total body is perfect for resistance training. And you can even add in one to two cardiovascular training days if you want to. If you want to work out more and see progress a bit faster, or maybe you just have the drive to work out more and you, it's just something you want to do, four times a week, alternating between upper body and lower body day with one to two cardiovascular training days mixed in is also a really solid option. Unless you're trying to be a bodybuilder or you're very sport specific and have something you need to go for, um, the typical blo like bro split of um, training specific body parts like chest and tri, glute and quad, back and bicep, hamstring, core, whatever it is, is not what you need to do. If you want to be an athlete or feel like an athlete, you need to train like an athlete, which means training more comprehensively and focusing on specific movement patterns for your sport or your desired result, which we are going to talk about later. So find what split works for you and fits into your lifestyle and make sure that you'll actually adhere to it. Because if you go off and be like, oh, I'm going to work out seven days a week and you don't adhere to it, then that was really pointless. So make sure that you find a training split that fits into what you would adhere to and your actual lifestyle. Now let's look at movement patterns and what that is and how that will help us figure out what exercises we should be doing. A big part of exercise selection is knowing what exercises mimic a particular movement pattern. So let's look at the movement patterns. So when looking up, looking at upper body, you have a vertical push, a horizontal push, a vertical pull, and a horizontal pull. So let's kind of break those down. For example, if you think about vertical push, that's anything pressing overhead. So think about like your overhead presses, your um, single arm overhead press, kneeling press, whatever it is. Then your horizontal push is more like your bench presses and that kind of thing. And then you have a vertical pull, which is more like pull-ups, chin-ups. Then you have a horizontal pull, which is more of your bent-over rows, one-arm rows, landmine rows, whatever it is. Then for your lower body, you have knee-dominant and hip-dominant. So knee-dominant is obviously like your squats, your step-ups, that kind of thing. And then your knee-dominant is more, or sorry, then your hip-dominant is more of your deadlifts, RDLs, um, hip thrust. Then you have your trunk core. So think about your trunk and your core. You have flexion, extension, anti-rotation, and rotation. So flexion is something like crunches, extensions more like supermans, anti-rotation is um, like planks, and then rotation is low to high chops, Russian twists, that kind of thing. Then there are other movement patterns like Olympic lifts, which use multiple movement patterns. And it's the same way with like speed, agility, and quickness, quickness exercises, which we are not going to go over in detail. Instead, we are going to focus on the main resistance training movement patterns, which include that upper body, lower body, and core movement patterns. So to create a good program and make sure to balance your muscle groups, it is best to focus on movement patterns rather than the specific exercises. So I'm going to use the three times a week total body example that I used earlier. Um, and I want to, I would want to make sure that each day of the week I am balancing out which movement patterns I use so that one muscle group doesn't get overworked than another, which creates muscular imbalances. 
It is also important to add in single arm, single leg movements or what we call uh, unilateral movements um, into your training to help you not only functionally, but also to get the athleticism that you desire. So let's say your goal is to get stronger specifically in your legs for hiking because hiking happens on rough terrain and requires a lot of leg strength and flexibility. Then you want to make sure to add some single leg movements within your training as well as some heavy lifting because of the pack that you're most likely carrying whenever you lift. Also just the general fatigue that comes from lifting or um, that comes from hiking. So you want to make sure to not neglect the upper body as well because the upper body is important also when hiking. So the training split is lifting three times a week, full body each day. So let me break this down. Day one, we're going to focus solely on squat and push focus. It's still going to be full full body, but the squat and push is our focus. So we're going to superset. So if I say A1 and A2, that means we supersetted those. So we're just talking about movement patterns right now. So A1 is going to be bilateral knee dominant. That means both legs. Then A2 is going to be unilateral knee dominant. That means single leg. Then you're going to have B1, which is going to be a horizontal push. B2, which is going to be a vertical push because we're doing a squat and push focus. So we're doing knee dominant and then pushing focus. And then our last two exercises are going to be core. Now, specifically, C1 is going to be anti-rotation and C2 is going to be flexion. Now, I'm going to put this all in the show notes just so that you can see how I broke this down um, because I can say it all day, but seeing it is actually way more helpful, especially if you're like me where you're a visual learner. So I will put this in the show notes. So feel free to read through this while I am talking, okay? Day two, we're going to do a hinge and a pull focus. So A1 is going to be bilateral hip dominant. A2 will be unilateral hip dominant. B1 is a vertical pull. B2 is a horizontal pull. C1 is rotation. C2 is going to be extension. Then our last day is day three, which is going to be full body, like an actual full body where we're not focusing on um, like a squat or a hinge. We're just doing every single one of them. So A1 is going to be a bilateral hip dominant. A2 will be a bilateral vertical push. B1 is going to be a unilateral knee dominant. And B2 is going to be a unilateral horizontal pull. C1 is going to be a carry, which was also an anti-rotation for the core if you need more specifics. And then C2 is also an anti-rotation. So now we broke down each day and the movement patterns that are included. This is not the end-all be-all and exactly what you have to do to be a better hiker. I'm just giving you an example. So you can adjust and move around certain exercises, but there should be a method or reasoning surrounding it. So let me explain my reasoning for supersetting two exercises that hit the same muscle. Um, so one of them is unilateral and the other one is bilateral. And to, and the reason why I do that is to create muscle fatigue faster in those muscles because when hiking, there is a, con- a consistent muscle fatigue specifically in the legs. And because of uneven terrain and tripping and falling and whatever may happen, we want to make sure that we are working unilateral- unilaterally as well for balance and coordination. Now, the last day is more of a comprehensive day to work on extra skills and strength you may need while hiking. So now that you have your movement patterns written out, 
it is time to add in exercises that fit those movement patterns. Now, it is important as you're doing this to think about your goals and your current fitness level. Also really consider the activities that you may be doing either in daily life or in your activities so that your exercises closely mimic what you're doing. Um, I'm not going to go into super much, like super detail on all the exercises that you can do for these. I'm giving you one exercise. I will also link that in the show notes so that you can see. Um, but I'm going to give you one exercise for each movement pattern that I gave. Now, obviously you have way more exercises that you could add in for that specific movement pattern, but these are ones that I chose based on me and probably what I would like to do. Not, not always, but I think this is what I would do if I wanted to focus more on hiking. So with that day one, the squat push focus, our A1 was a bilateral knee dominant movement. Um, For that one, I put a front squat. A2 was a unilateral knee dominant movement, and I put a reverse lunge. B1 was a horizontal push. I put bench press. B2 is a unilateral vertical push. I put single arm overhead press. C1 was an anti-rotation, so I put a front plank, and C2 was flexion, so I put bicycle crunch. Day two was the hinge and pull focused. So A1 was that bilateral hip dominant movement. I put deadlift. A2 was a unilateral hip dominant movement. I put single leg Romanian deadlift. B1 was a vertical pull, pull up. B2 was a horizontal pull, bent over row. C1 was rotation, low to high chops. C2 was extension, and I put a Superman. Now, our last day, day three, was full body. A1, bilateral hip dominant movement, was a hip thrust. A2 was bilateral vertical push, which was the strict overhead press. B1, unilateral knee dominant, was step ups. B2, unilateral horizontal pull, was single arm bent over row. C1 was a carry, which was a farmer's carry. And C2, anti-rotation, static bear crawl holds. Now, it is key to be consistent and follow the principles of progressive overload. And just remember that this is one simple example of how to select exercises for yourself and your goals. Now, there are many, many exercises out there, but remember to always incorporate the major lifts within your training program. As you can see, We did overhead presses, step-ups, deadlifts, pull-ups, bent-over row, reverse lunge, bench press, front squats. We incorporated all of the major lifts within this three-day-per-week exercise, okay? And selecting exercises is just one small part of creating programs. So if you want to learn more about this, please listen to my three-part podcast, (laughs) The Art of Programming. Or feel free to reach out to me for extra help. If you struggle with figuring out what you should be doing, there is also resources online. I have made my own resources um, that I'm still working on. I'm making an exercise glossary that puts all of the exercises within their movement patterns with progressions and regressions to make it harder and easier. But if you ever struggle with finding what you need to be doing, put out together your movement patterns, what you need, And then you can even Google like, okay, bilateral hip dominant exercises. And I promise you there's going to be a ton of exercises that pop up for that specific movement pattern. Now, 
I will say it's Google, so not always are they the best exercises to use for maybe that movement pattern, but it will help you find what you need. And if you need extra help, like I said, please feel free to reach out to me, email me, um, message me, DM me, whatever you need to do. And I would love to help you figure out what you need to be doing to reach your goals and get the desired results that you want. I want to thank you for listening to the Everyday Athletes podcast. Please like and share and make sure to give this podcast a follow to be updated every time a new episode comes out. And please leave a review because it helps me to know if what I'm sharing is helpful to my audience. And as always, keep striving to be an athlete in every season of life.